Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, April 15, 2020. Today we're reading from the big book, chapter 7, and we're on page 103, the third paragraph. After all, our problems were. Today's readers are for the 12 steps, Terry H., 12 traditions, Mara Z., and reading the text are Nancy P., Liz V., and our backup is Leon B. The reference numbers for Tuesday, April 14, 2020, are for the 7 a.m., 14,433. That's 14433. For the 10 a.m., are 14,434. That's 14434. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and help, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating, compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Terry H. to read the 12 steps. Terry H. from Pensacola, Florida. Uh, The 12 steps of Overeaters and Oh, and I am a grateful recovered compulsive overeater. Uh, The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. We admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God removed all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, we promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you for uh, letting me be of service. Have a good day. Thank you, Terry. I will now ask Maura Z to read the 12 traditions. 
Good morning, Katie. Thanks so much for your service. More is he gracefully recovering in Virginia. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you so much, Maura. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 103, the third paragraph. I will ask Nancy P to begin reading. Hi, good morning. This is Nancy P. from West Newton, Massachusetts, Grateful Compulsive Overeater Recovered. After all, our problems were only were after all, our problems were of our own making. Bottles were only a symbol. Besides, we have stopped fighting anybody or anything. We have to. Um, Katie, if you could time me, please. So first of, of all, um, thank you. First of all, this um, paragraph is in italics, so we all know that it was super duper important for um, for that reason. But when you when I get into it, um, it's sort of like you know I've often said on the line that 
the first 11 steps prepared me to do step 12. And step 12 then allows me to work the previous 11 steps. And I find that I believe that this paragraph is like the embodiment of that. Um, Starting on the first page of the doctor's opinion, it talks about this 12th step when it says, he commenced to present his conceptions to other alcoholics, impressing upon them that they must do likewise with still others. So that's, you know, they talk about the crucial nature of working with others throughout the book. And um, once I stripped away all, everything, you know, through my fourth and fifth step and um, first admitting that I'm a compulsive overreader and my life is unmanageable and I do steps, gain the skills necessary in steps four through nine, excuse me, and I work 10 10 and 11, um, especially 11 on a daily basis, well, especially all of them on a daily basis, but then I get to step 12 and everything is stripped away down to the bare wood and um, I find that you know, I've stopped fighting anything or anybody. And, you know, guess what? The one-trick pony says that's all about surrender. Just in time to get to the last sentence where it says we have to. Why do we have to? Because I'm a compulsive overreader, powerless over food, and my life is unmanageable. I loop back to step one right there. And um, and I start the whole process again um, by talking with other people and, you know, working with sponsees and, you know, it's my most sacred duty to do to do service to other for other people and to be in the process of doing that, to strip away all my judgments and prejudices. You know, that's a daily task for me. Um, you know, all my problems, all of my character defects are alive and well. They just are um, unexpressed. If, you know, I can borrow um, an expression from my scientific boss, my science boss. Um, so I feel like, you know, once I strip everything away, what am I left with? If I want to stay well, I have to work with other people. Otherwise, all those problems that are of my own making, they're going to come right back up. They're all still just waiting. So, um, And the ones that have gone away, it's like a popular nightclub. There's a waiting line to get in. Um, and I think they'll pass with that and see what everybody else has to say. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Nancy. Okay, so although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Matt M. And, um, okay, so Matt M. Nancy G. Lisa P. Lisa P. J. Okay, just Katie G. Nancy J. Okay, Katie G. Reva P. Reva P. Teresa P. Teresa P. Good. Beth W. Beth W. Nancy L. Barbara Nancy E. Okay, Barbara E. Okay, that's a good group to get started. Okay, here's who I heard, and please let me know if I missed someone. Matt M. Nancy J. Katie G. Reva P. Teresa P. Beth W. Nancy. The second name, I think, was Nancy P. and Barbara E. Go ahead, please, Matt M. Can you hear me, Katie? I can. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M. of Postal Over Eater over here in New Jersey. Yeah, um, my character defects ebb and flow like water. I have to look at them, be ever vigilant every day, and watch my behavior and actually keep myself uh, accountable every day why I do things and why I have to keep my uh, behavior in check. 
I have to actually question myself every day. Why am I doing the things I do? Because, again, my character defects come up every day, and I have to check myself. Am I doing this for the right reasons? Is there a reason why I'm doing A, B, and C? Am I doing this for myself? Am I doing this because I want to get something out of it? What is the real reason why I'm doing why I'm doing something? Like, am I doing this to get something out of it, or I'm doing this to be generally happy and to be generally of self-service to other people? I have to really watch my, my intention. And that's what I'm trying to do every day when I'm in service of other people. And that's what the 12-step is to me, being of maximum service to my fellow men, my, my fellows, um, giving back what I so freely have been given. I've been given so many wonderful, beautiful gifts in the rooms. And even though I'm not a sponsor, I'm still, I'm still working through the steps with my sponsor. I'm still working my way through the program. I, I have a way of giving back, just being an ear to somebody else who's suffering in, in the rooms. I'm working on myself. I have a work in progress. I'm never going to um, give up the, the state, as Holland says, the nature of being a human being. I'm always going to be a human being, a work in progress. And thank God I'm always going to be a human being because I want to stay uh, green. I never want to give up. I never want to lose that, the fact that I am a compulsive overeater. I never want to forget who I am as a person. I want to, I want to, I want to never lose who I am first and foremost. Um, thank, thank you for letting me share. With that, I pass. Thank you, Matt. <clears throat> okay, Nancy um, J., it's your turn, followed by Katie G. Nancy, star one. Hi, this is Nancy J. from Geneva, Illinois. Th- thank you very much, Katie. And as far as what we're sharing on this morning, it's it's the end of, of this chapter, working with others. And uh, so much of this chapter is about the attitude that we have. And this very final, powerful little paragraph is really about attitude. And it tells us that our problems are of our own making. So we're not blaming anybody else. We're accepting responsibility, which is a sign of maturity, emotional maturity, that we accept that our problems are of our own making and and that food for us is a symbol. But what's so interesting here to me is that we've stopped fighting anybody or anything. We have to. So it's telling us again, I think this goes to attitude, that we're not in a posture of fighting. Any person or any concept or any institution. And, well, what does fighting mean? It can mean many things to many people, but to me, it means you're angry. You're against something. And, and your, your whole spirit is a spirit of, of intolerance and what the book tells us again and again is we have to be people of tolerance and of uh, compassion and sympathy. And, and uh, the book suggests, and it tells us to suggest, but we don't actually fight with people. We don't shove things down their throat. And it, it, the, this book really teaches us that attitude of love and tolerance and acceptance. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. Okay, Katie G, you're up, followed by Reva P. 
Good morning, Katie. Thank you for your service. This is Katie G, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, Anorexic and Bulimic. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but um, I, I came out of the womb fighting. I mean, I, I didn't know how to live my life not fighting, raging, thinking that I was the only one to take care of me and that I had to fight all of you and everyone and everything. And, you know, I got brought to guidance counselor office early on with the other girls and I was fighting. I fought in high school. I fought my parents. I fought everyone. I fought friends. I said, you know, I hate people. They're dead to me. And those were my best human skills and then my problems were of your making right because if my parents did what i thought they should do if you did what i thought you should do i wouldn't have to feel the way i feel i wouldn't have to behave the way i behave and that behavior is eating and you know i wouldn't have to eat the way i do and you know the transformation of the 12 steps is not just that i put down the food which is phenomenal that that god's love and grace and mercy allow me to put down the foods ingredients and behaviors that were that dominated my every moment that ruined every happiness that i ever had um it's the psychic change right it's the realization that whatever is going on it is my attitude and um and I saw the people that I fought and, and the people that I hurt. And, you know, believe it or not, and y'all hear me on this line, I am so much softer than I used to be because I came in here and I surrendered, you know, the, the food and the ingredients and the behaviors. And But then there was a, a, a second surrender. I don't know who's talking, but that's not me. I, there was a second surrender that I had to get to, a surrender realizing the main problem is in my mind and that my mind mind will create reasons to fight Overeaters Anonymous. My mind will create reasons to fight the very people that want to help me, that are trying to save me, um, and, and that there is no, um, there's no sanity. And it says we have to, and it's not, I don't have to stop fighting because I want to be a good person. Let's remember that we're dealing with, I am dealing with life and death. And resentment is the dubious luxury of normal men. And if I'm in judgment, if I'm fighting, if I'm thinking I'm better than, if I'm thinking I'm worse than, if I'm thinking I'm wrong, and to be unified with God, that means that whatever is going on, whatever fear woke me up this morning that makes me feel alone, the problem is in my mind. And if I can do the spiritual work and get back to God, God's going to solve it nobody to fight and you know nobody's fighting back if i'm not out there fighting and what a miracle this miracle of these 12 steps i am so glad they put it in this beautiful book and wrote it down and with that i pass thank you katie reva p you're up followed by Teresa p good morning this is reva p grateful recovered compulsive overeater in toronto So this paragraph in italics is at the end of the reading about step 12, which reminds me, if I want to get to the spiritual awakening, I want to be able to carry the message, and I want to be able to recreate my life and practice these principles in all my affairs. I got to pay attention to what this is telling me. And this is a huge reminder that my problems are of my own making. When I first heard that, I took that as another reason to feel bad. Oh, now I'm making my own problems. 
you know, I'm doing it wrong again. But what I have learned is if my problem is of my own making, that is so hopeful because that means I can unmake my problem. And what is the problem? It's a huge reminder here. Food is not my problem. It's a symbol. It's a false, false, like, I don't know what the definition is, but it's like a false uh, alert. And really what my problem is, my thinking. So if it, this book reminds me, if I have a problem, the problem is me. And what is needing to change? On page 62, it reminds me it's my selfishness that I cannot be okay when things don't go my way, when people don't do what I want, when the world isn't the way I want. That is my problem, and it's because I think I know better. I think things should be different. If only such and such was happening, I could be okay. That thinking is the root of my problem. And it's telling me that if I work the steps and I go from 62, where I know what the problem is, to 84 and beyond, I have ceased fighting. It's like those promises at the end of step 10. We have ceased fighting anything or anyone because by this time, what time? When I work the steps in total abstinence, um, I am in a position of neutrality, not fighting anyone because I trust. I deal with my fears, my resentments, all those disturbances that tells me I cannot be okay if things are like this. And the truth that I learn is God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. There's a higher purpose that I don't like, I don't see, I don't necessarily want, but I trust it and I go with it. Um, and then I don't have to fight because I am in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. I can match calamity with serenity and I don't do this perfectly and I strive for it to the best of my ability by doing the work. With that, I pass. Thank you, Reba. Okay, Teresa P., you're up, followed by Beth W. Um, hi, this is Teresa P., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. And uh, I am, one more time, so grateful for um, reading the, hearing the big book and knowing this, it talks about our problems of our own making. And, you know, I never really understood how I was my own problem. I really thought, you know, he, it, they were my problem. If I could just change this, if I could just get away I could just somehow last until, you know, until I get my way, and which is not surrendering. And um, currently I'm uh, dealing with a, a lung difficulty for the last four months. And uh, I go to the doctor and get worse and worse. And uh, and it's just struggling and praying on it and turning it over, but just getting worse. And I don't want to have a lung problem. I, I want to breathe normally. I want to get back to my normal life and, and to say nothing of this whole coronavirus thing. And, and what I get to do is one more time, just stop and look at me. And that's what the 10, 11, and 12 allow me to do is, you know, look at my part and 
So I get to the point where I realize that, you know, it's no daily bread and thy will be done. You know, this is how it is, you know, and all the things I have, you know, tried, you know, are not working. I'm not down to the basic thing. It's just simply, you know, feeling my feelings, feeling my lungs and, and breathing and just go, okay, this is how it is, you know, and, you know, pray on a moment to moment basis and ask God, what do you want me to do? And, you know, continue to, and, you know, was shared with me is, you know, meditate on the, you know, the lungs. I thought, what a thought, you know, pray on it and listen. And uh, what do I need to do? And uh, accept, you know, I just get to accept what I'm, where am I at and what am I doing? And, and just keep turning it over because God has the plan, whatever it is. And, you know, I don't know what the plan. Actually, I didn't want the plan. I just said, you know, my daily prayer was, you know, on my 11th step was, you know, fix me. I want to be, you know, fixed now. Uh, And I'll include everybody else, too, because, you know, I can't just pray for myself. So let's include everybody else. Fix me and everybody else. Of course, that's exactly what God is doing. It's just that one more time, I don't want to do it his way. And, And just go back to... You know, 10, 11, and 12, and looking at me, and it's, you know, it's the food was a symptom. And now what I'm me. And so I'm grateful to the program that helps me look at me and get, help me get to my source, which is God. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Teresa. Okay, Beth W., you're up, followed by Nancy L. Hi, thanks for calling on me. My name is Beth W., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from North Dakota. Um, I kept a resentment when I uh, first heard this <laughs> or read this paragraph. And, um, but, you know, so now I have to do a step 10, right? You know, I just, um, uh, our problems were of our own making. I never wanted to be responsible for what was happening in my life. I always wanted someone else to be responsible, some, some outside issue or outside person thing was my problem. It's not my fault, life isn't fair, were um, some of my favorite things to say. And I can get back there super easily. And um, then we have stopped fighting anybody or anything is, is in the promises of step 10. Uh, at the bottom of page 84 and going into the top of page 85. And we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol, um, for by this time sanity will have returned. And um, when I stay close to my creator um, and do the tasks put before me each day, I am safe and protected. And I'm always safe and protected, um, but I don't have to fight um, and, and I'm always ready for a fight. I always want to show up for the fight um, because I think um, life isn't fair. And I, um, I get angry and frustrated. Um, and that's probably why this sentence is back in here for a second time to remind me um, that I don't have to fight anymore. And I can, as I talk to my sponsees, because this is a working with others chapter, I don't have to fight with them either. <laughs> I don't have to fight with my sponsor, myself, the world, or my sponsees. You know, this is a live and let live kind of message for me. Um, 
And the food is just one little piece of the world. And it's not my problem. My problem centers in my mind. And um, for today, I'm just going to hold on to that promise and uh, take, um, take each thing as it comes. Um, I don't have to... Um, I don't have to show up for a fight today. Um, and I guess that's all I have to say. And I'm so grateful for this meeting. I'll pass. Thank you, Beth. Okay, Nancy L., it's your turn, followed by Barbara E. Nancy L., star one. Good morning. Thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for this meeting. Uh, I'm Nancy L. from Georgia, um, a grateful, recovered, compulsive eater. Uh, this paragraph reminds me that I don't have the luxury of fighting. I don't have the right, the luxury of fighting for any with anybody or anything, because if I'm not at peace with myself. I'm going to start searching for something that I think will bring me peace, and that's my binge eating. I always sit down and binge eat over anything, um, but that doesn't bring me peace. It brings turmoil to my mind, and this this reminds me that I don't I don't have the luxury of fighting or being at odds with anybody over anything, I can turn it over to God. And amazingly, over time after time, I see the working of God's great hand. Um, when I feel the need to fight or be angry about something, when I do a step 11 and say, God, just show me, just show me, make me aware of your will and then give me the power to carry that out. I'm still amazed when that happens. That truly happens, and I stand in amazement and awe of such a powerful, powerful God who's more powerful than me, more powerful than this disease that I have in my body, in my emotions, and in my mind. And for that, I'm very grateful. I'm grateful for each person on this line today and grateful for the opportunity to share. Thank you, and have a good day. I pass. Okay, thank you, Nancy. And Barbara E., you're up, and then we'll open it up again. Good morning, and thank you so much for your continued service to OA. Well, for me, addiction is a disease of the brain and it hijacked my will and rendered my best intentions ineffectual because I was trying to overcome a, a physical and chemical change within my brain and I was not doing very well at all. If you're like most addicts, me at least, your substance use was at least partially fueled by your stubbornness at least it was for me. I thought I could cope with my problems in my own way, and it hadn't worked, has it? Nine times gaining and losing over 100 pounds. So the second principle of this beautiful program is hope. Heart open. Please enter. 
I had to come to believe that there was a power greater than myself that could restore me to sanity. And that's so beautiful because active, active addiction means the opposite. Confusion, chaos, pain, shame, mounting consequences, and worst of all, deepening despair that my life would never get better. But when I look around, it's obvious that people can and do recover, even at the most severe addictions. So even if you have no idea how to emulate their successful return to sobriety, because these people are no better or stronger than you are, it's also obvious that they received help from someone or something beyond their will. For a better term, this someone or something is called higher power. But what is a higher power for me? It's anything greater than myself and my own abilities that provide me with inspiration, strength, and guidance. And everyone is open to this. Isn't that beautiful? Everyone can have this. So I had to be committed to the principle of turning my will and my life over to the care of God as I understood him. So am I going to time up? No, I just heard something. So every morning now, I get on my knees and I do pray. And believe me, getting on my knees is no easy task now. And before a meal, I say to myself, please, God, let this food nourish my body and not fuel my addiction. Because I there's a, a phrase from poker. My husband and son play it all the time. You have to go all in. So I had to go in and accept everything and commit to trusting in my higher power. And you could do it too. I need to go to a meeting. I need to involve myself in service in the fellowship. But most of all, I need to work with Time. others. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day, everyone even though it's not beautiful here in New Jersey. I pass. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much, Barbara. And again, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day. And we're on the bottom of page, or the last paragraph on page 103. Who would like Tina to Tina S. Maria S. Janice P. Janice P. Okay, I heard Tina S. And I heard, I think it was a Marie. What is your initial Marie? Maria S. Maria S. Okay. And Janice P. M. And who else? Irina. Loretta H. Amy G. Irina. Loretta H. Amy G. Okay. Irina M. Yes, Lynn I got you, Irina. And Lynn S. Sam S. Sam S. Okay, let's stop there. Okay. Uh, I have Tina S, Maria S, Janice PM, Arini M, and I think Loretta H, if that's correct, Amy G, Lynn S, and Sam S. Is that correct, Loretta? Uh, not. Um, let me know when we get to you. Right now we have Therese, I mean Tina S, followed by Maria S. 
Uh, thanks so much, Katie. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, Anorexic in Florida. Heard some really great stuff today. Grateful to be on the line. Um, you know, I, the paragraph we read certainly is the good news. You know, the good news is that my problems of my own making and through the 12 steps and a spiritual awakening, you know, I find a power that can take care of those for me. And then therefore, you know, I'm well equipped to carry the message uh, of recovery to those who still suffer. And, you know, and then I go back to one, you know, because bottom line is, you know, if, if, they, if I think my problems are about you, then I am back at step one because I am so totally powerless over you. And through the process of the steps, you know, I get to be empowered through a power greater than myself. And, you know, and I get to take care of this stuff, you know, and, and I do that on a daily basis, you know, through, the, through my years of addiction, whether it's food, booze, sex, drugs people, whatever it was, you know, it was because of all the stuff that was going on in me that I had to put it out there someplace else. And so therefore, you know, I, I put my, I, all those other addictions manifested themselves and, you know, and, and, you know, I love that it was talked about in the 10 step promises. We have stopped fighting anybody or anything. You know, we have, we have been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected, you know, and, and that's all I ever wanted was to be safe and protected. And, uh, you know, through the years of my life and addiction, I, I thought it, that was through booze, food, people, whatever, you know, and today I know it's through a power greater than myself and on, and I have a daily reprieve. That's what it promised me, promises me also. And so if I continue to, you know, practice the 12 steps, you know, I have this freedom that comes about. And, and I, you know, and it talks on page 133 of the big book that we are sure God wants us to be happy, joyous, and free. And I am able, I am capable of being that way one day at a time. With that, I'll pass. Look forward to hear some more shares. Thanks. Thank you so much, Tina. And we have Maria S. followed by Janice P.M. Good morning, Katie. My name is Maria S. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from County Dublin in Ireland. Um, yeah, and I certainly thought that food was my problem. Um, yeah, and I realized today, you know, food is essential to my problem. And I thought that, you know, that the reason the food was my problem was because everybody else just wasn't following my script. If they would just do things my way, then my eating would be okay. Um, so, yeah, I just, I looked for problems everywhere else and just did not look at me. Um, and I, you know, thank God that I know today what my problem is. My problem is my, yeah, my mental twist, my thinking, and um my perception, how, how I see the world, that was, that was what my problem is. And I heard yesterday on the line, you know, that great word, attitude adjuster. And I love that. Um, and yeah, I was blinded by the food. I couldn't, I, yeah, I couldn't even see, I just couldn't see any problems because I had absolutely no clarity. I was so thick in the food that I couldn't see my part in anything. Um, and it was through work of the steps that I could, and through work of the steps four, to nine that I could really take responsibility and see um, that I, you know, I was the chief component here. It's me, you know. Um, and talk, talks about, you know, it says we have to, we have to stop fighting. And for the, me, that's surrender. Because the opposite of fight is surrender. You know, give it up. You know, I had to give it up. And, um, and, and the start of that was by putting down the food. You know, I had to put down the food first. Um, and then practice these steps and yeah, practicing today like my hair is on fire. Um, and, you know, as well, it's, it, it's seen that, you know, uh, for me, it's, um, 
it's that that's you know that that thinking and that you know um that's thinking thinking that goes on in my head you know and today work at the steps and, and it keeps that at bay you know it just keeps that thinking at bay and i have a reprieve for one day as we shared you know and you're giving up the sight and getting out of the ring and i am happy to stand on the sideline in peace and serenity because um in in in, in the fight there's absolutely no peace um Yes, that's it. I'll leave it there. Thank you. I'll pass. Thank you so much, Maria. And Janice PM, you're up, followed by Irini M. Well, thank you so much, KDF, for your service. And um, my name is Janice PM. And I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive eater. Yeah, bottles are a symbol. Um, yeah. What's a symbol? What's a symbol? Well, a symbol stands in for something that is un, is hidden, you know. Um, and that was my. I thought that food was my problem, but the underlying spiritual malady. Yeah, it is a problem, but it isn't my problem. Underneath that is a very important concept. Is a very important thing to know. And that's my selfishness. That's my self-centeredness. That's the spiritual malady. Yeah, we know about the food for the physical. We know about the twist of the mind for the obsession. But behind all that, underneath all that, is called my spiritual malady. Now, what does that mean? Well, it's the underneath selfishness of, okay, intolerance very intolerant of what people sometimes say or why they're thinking like they're thinking, and I'm judging. Mmm, spiritual malady. I'm judging. I'm rigid. Um, I'm, I'm closed-minded. Um, a food police, when I first started out, you know, the food police. You can't have this, you've got to have this, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's, not the, the, that's the problem, is the control and the powerlessness of my whole life, of everything. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, so it's the, the, the spiritual malady is my problem. And it's my problem. It's not your problem. It could be, but, you know, I'll pray for you. But my problem is the spiritual malady of powerlessness and unmanageability. And that's why I have to, I must seek a higher power. How do I do that? through these 12 steps and they just these these spiritual maladies that I have underneath of intolerance tolerance and criticism and all judging and all that stuff is is set aside it's not going to make me perfect because I'll I'll be aware because my higher power is going to show me he's going to show me Janice you're very intolerant right now who are you to feel as though, yeah, they don't think like you, so, so, and don't be so in control. See, that's the problem, is my selfishness. I want them to do for me so that I will feel better. It always goes back to me. So it's not the bottles. It's not the food. It's that, you know, it's this that we have to work on every day. Thank God it's only 24 hours. And then... Our higher power will enable him Time, please. to remove it. Thank you. And I pass.
Thanks. Thank you, Janice. Adini, it's your turn, followed by Loretta H. And okay, go ahead, Janice. I mean, Adini. Thank you, Katie, for your service. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini, and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God, always giving credit where credit is due. So I had the death of food in step one by just letting go of the food and behaviors that were triggering me. But still, I was left with the unmanageability of my life. And in order to start dealing with this unmanageability, I had to let go of my old ways and start grabbing onto new ways of thinking, feeling, and doing as God would have me be. And that's, you know, I had to put all my faith and belief in God and trusting and knowing that he's the only source that can save me from me, the only source. It's a continual learning how to pocket my pride and trusting and relying on a continual basis with God, a continual letting go, a continual dying to my old self and becoming someone new, a continual rebirth from old to new so I can be relieved from the bondage of self. Thy will not mine be done. Thank you, God. So God can and will take away all my difficulties so I can give hope to others. My gosh, I'm being used, and I've become victorious. But to utterly abandon myself to God, that must be utterly abandon myself to God and then be available to be of service to God and others. I have, and to have a clean vessel, my vessel has to be clean minute by minute by minute so I can carry the light and give hope to others. What are the key words here that I'm trying to say? Daily basis, minute by minute basis, a continual letting go of the old to a rebirth of the new version of Irini, utterly abandoned to God continually. And don't get me wrong, I I let go of his hand plenty of times, but I grab onto it many a times. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Irini. Loretta H., followed by Amy G., Hello? Hello? We can hear you. Hi. Thank you for for calling on me and hearing me, Katie. This is Loretta H., compulsive reader, anorexic, um, graced by God's abstinence for today, and it is his work that keeps me there. Um, After all, our problems were were of our own making. I um, have always been the architect of my own chaos. And as it speaks about on 83, there's a long period of reconstruction ahead. And the only way I'm going to hopefully 
be able to have any type of peace or any type of grace from this disease is working the steps. And I have just finished, not because I was into the food, but because I wanted authentic serenity. And that comes with real surrender and emptying myself out every morning to God's will. Because as I said, my will just made a broken home, made a broken life, made it, you know, today, and I'm seeing it in my 11 steps and even in my sponsorship, I just got a new sponsee and I'm really excited because I'm, we're just reading the preface and I'm seeing all the hope that this program gives you and all the hope that I've gotten from this program like it says, something restored me to sanity. And it was only through working the steps and working with others that God has allowed me to have this grace of being out of the food. And especially right now, when I see my 11 steps from the day the virus started to today, I can just see the grace I've been given because of the emptying out and following his will instead of mine. And um, as I think it's on 158, the book says, um, when you get to know God, you get to know yourself, the true self, not the intolerant, the selfish, the self-seeking, the destructive self that hurts everything and everybody around me and just breaks them down and breaks myself down. And um, God is just, I need to be filled with his will every morning and sometimes every minute, especially right now. And if I do that, I have a chance of his grace. And that is because I have a life beyond my wildest dreams today. And it's only because of working the steps, having the spiritual awakening and working with others. And I pass. Thank you. And everybody stay safe today. Blessings. Thank you, Loretta. Okay, Amy G., it's your turn, followed by Lynn F. Hey, Katie. Amy G. here from uh, Recovered Compulsive Reader from Maryland. Thank you so much for your service and for an awesome meeting. I don't think I'm going to say anything new here, but like so many have said, so my food was a symptom of, the, of me. The problem is me. That food was my answer to my dealing with life and my inability to deal with life on life's terms. And the problem was me, and the problems were of my own making. So I could admit that powerlessness, but the reality is I made those problems, but I can't fix me. That's what I needed to understand is that although my problems were of my own making, how was I going to change? Because I tried that. I tried with all my heart and soul when I wanted to stop eating compulsively, and I couldn't. When I spent my almost first five years in Overeaters Anonymous saying, okay, well, abstinence is going to do it. And then I would start raving abstinent, white knuckling. The obsession was never removed. How am I going to fix me? Because I can't fix my problems anymore. I needed a power greater than myself. I needed these tools, these steps, this program. I needed to join the God team. It talks about stop fighting. I had to let go and surrender, to choose to surrender to this program and then do the action steps that are necessary as I progress through the 12 steps. It talks about a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. Recovery from what? The mental obsession, the insanity in my head. I wanted freedom from obsessing about food, weight, scales. 
I mean, yes, step zero, put the food down. Of course, that is the prerequisite, entire abstinence. But there is so much more. And I needed to be able to understand that not only the problem was me, but that I had warped my mind in a way that I could never think myself out of this. I could never use enough will. It talks about it in step one, warped our minds with such an obsession for destructive eating and or drinking that only an act of providence could relieve me of that insanity. And that insanity needed to, needed to be a spiritual awakening. Janice said it so succinctly, a spiritual malady. That's what I said. That's what I had done. I put myself with a hole in the soul that I was trying to fill with a knife and a fork. It's a spiritual malady that only the 12 steps in my higher power have the answer to. So I stopped fighting and I joined the God team. I joined the team of Overeaters Anonymous. I joined the action and the willingness and the openness and the honesty that I needed to be able to not to do it my way anymore. I was no longer alone. And I no longer had to do this alone and I had a power greater than myself. I'm so grateful to say today that I am not only refraining from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and maintaining a healthy body weight, I am free. I'm doing it happily. I'm doing it gratefully. The food does not call. That is an absolute miracle. And that shows that I'm certainly doing something that I could never do. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy. Okay, Lynn S., it's your turn. And I'm sorry, but Sam S., we will not have time. Hopefully, you can hang out for the um, second meeting and unrecorded meeting. And Lynn, you have two minutes. Good morning. This is Lynn S a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. This has given me such a remember when. My aunt had passed away. I was at her bank trying to get into her safe deposit box. And this woman at the bank was not understanding my point of view. And I knew I had to leave the bank because I was really getting upset. And we know, you know, not supposed to be upset so I'm sitting on the lawn of the bank I phone somebody in vision and I said why am I so upset why is this bothering me so much and she said Lynn because you're fighting for your life and that sunk right in my heart and at that moment I realized I wasn't just fighting the lady at the bank I was fighting me I was fighting my character defects, but ever so much more importantly, I was fighting with God and his will for me. And it just resonated in my heart, and I sat there, and all those years of fighting with all those people and the intensity, I was fighting for my life. Thank you, God, I've stopped fighting for the most part. And when I do, I have such a strong remember when. I am so grateful for this recovery that God is giving each and every one of us when we've worked the steps they're outlined in the book. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Katie, star one. Oops, sorry. (laughs) Talking away here. Thank you to everyone who shared. Thank you, Lynn, for your share. And thank you to everyone else who shared and helped make this meeting possible this morning. 
Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, April 15th, 2020, 7 a.m. meeting is 14,440. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Liz V. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hi, it's Liz, gratefully recovered. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly, clo- constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your thoughts to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Pass.